0: As you know, okay, uh, if you've been here the last couple of weeks, as you know, uh, we're preaching John uh, chapter 14, 1 through 6, and we're in the midst of a series called The Immutable Path to God, immutable, of course, meaning unchanging, and last week and the week before uh, we spoke on this scripture, as we shall today, because of its importance to you and I today as a child of God. As a child of God that lives in today's world, uh, one that for all intents and purposes, for all that we can tell, is approaching that very, if not at that very day that Christ talked about when he said that in the last days that it shall become as in the days of Noah. And remember, we talked about Noah. Noah did what? He built the ark, didn't he? They they built the ark up in uh, uh, Cincinnati, around Cincinnati, up in Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky, you know how much flack Ken Ham called for doing that, don't you? You know what they said about him? Well, they said the same thing about Noah. But guess what? Noah preached for a 100 years while he was building that boat. A 100 years. Guess how many people got saved? Zero. Zero. 100 year revival, nobody gets saved. And you see, that's kind of the day that we're approaching to now. Because there's so many people that just have their own idea of the very thing we're going to talk about today. Truth. Truth. What did Jesus say? Let's begin reading. John 14, 1 through 6. (laughs) Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, of course, we've been speaking on that very statement that Christ has made there in verse 6. I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. We spoke of how bold and audacious this statement was by Christ, that there is no way to God the Father, no way to eternity in heaven except through him. Do you know how politically incorrect that is in today's time that you and I live in? To think that Jesus Christ, this Jesus Christ that we talk about in our churches, uh, that we could have the audacity ourselves to say to the world, well, if you're going to get to heaven, if you're going to get to God the Father, you've got to go through Jesus Christ. You know what they say about us today, don't you? We're narrow-minded. We're narrow-minded. We don't know what the truth. And you see, that's what we want to talk about today. Jesus made that statement. I am. The truth. This is the second characteristic. Now listen, when Thomas asked him, he said, Lord, we don't know the way you're going, and, and how can or we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? So in reality, all Jesus had to reply was, Thomas, I am the way. And that would have been enough. That would have been it. That, that would have said everything that needed to be said. But notice what else Jesus says. Not only does he tell Thomas, I am the way, he adds to that, doesn't he? As always, he gives us more than we need. It's just like going to grandma's for supper, ain't it? It's, you know, you you think, man, uh, you know, at home usually you get, you eat pretty good, but when you go to grandma's house, she makes sure you eat real good. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Potato salad, cornbread, pinto beans, onions, what? It, radishes. Hey, I like radishes. Yes, a lot of people don't like radishes. Radishes are good. Jesus said, "I am the way." And the truth, and that's where we want to get to today, the second characteristic that Christ talks about, the truth. Now, you and I both know that if we look around in the world today, uh, there are so many people in search of the truth. Jesus gave his disciples directional knowledge. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place, I'm coming back to receive you into myself. That where I am there, you may be also. So he not only gave them directional knowledge, but he validates this with the authority, with moral authority of the word of the living God. The triune Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three involved in this process. All three of them. Now, you see, the logical arguments of mankind are today what? Uh, Well, we can determine truth ourselves. And these arguments are torn to shreds by Christ's authority, his statement here, the authority that he makes, that he is the truth. He says, I am the truth. And we're going to dig a little deeper into that today, too, because that, Is something that we hadn't touched on yet. That is something that is so good to get into. Mankind's quest to know the truth is wrapped up in what? I can bet that you guessed the question. What is the guy, who is the guy that asked the question that all of us have asked in our life? Pilate, wasn't it? It was Pilate. Christ was standing before him and he had been brought to him in a false trial, false accusation. Christ stood before him with his claims before him and he said, are you the king of the Jews? And Christ made the statement, it was for this purpose that I was born, that I was brought into this world. He said, so you're a king then. And Christ made the statement to him that whatever he spoke, Whatever he did, wherever he was, he spoke the truth. He was the truth revealed to mankind. And Pilate said, what is truth? What is truth? And you see, it is so ironic. If that's not the case of mankind wrapped up in a nutshell, Here's mankind with all his vanity, his philosophy, his religion, uh, all his ideas of what is right and what is wrong. He's staring the son of God in the eyes and he asked, what is truth? He's looking at the truth. He's talking to the truth and he asked him, what is truth? You see, Christ said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Oh, me. You see, the antithesis of truth is what? It's Satan. It's what fights against us. This world, all this world gets caught up in, uh, you know, trying to, uh, this group is right, that group is wrong, we're better than you, uh, we know more about this than you know more about this, and the whole time they fail to see that the Uh, Origin of all contentions is not the fact that people have different colored skin or live in different parts of the world or talk different languages or look different or act different. That is not the origin of contentions. The origin of contentions is Satan himself. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Satan desires nothing more than for us to hate one another. You know that? That's what he wants, and most of us are more than a, 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 you know, happy to oblige him in that. The world is just too oblivious because they don't yet understand what the truth. The truth. Jesus said this in John eight forty four. You and he was speaking to the uh, Jews there that had come against him. Now, John chapter eight is a, a beautiful chapter. All right, we're going to speak more of this. Uh, we covered it a couple of times in here, uh, but this is a good chapter. But notice what Je- uh, Jesus said uh, to the Jews that had come against him. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now notice this, what Christ is telling us. He was a murderer from the beginning. From the beginning. Satan. And he told these people there, this, I mean, this is pretty stout stuff. You're of your father the devil. You see, they had just got through calling him an illegitimate son. That's what they called Christ. Christ. Uh, They called him an illegitimate son. And so he had to remind him, well, you know, you're of your father the devil. Because they did not believe the truth. Because from the very beginning, he had no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of it. And the world follows after this. The world buys into this hook, line, and seeker and says, hey, truth. What is truth? The question that Pilate asked, what is truth? And if we look, if we look and see, what is truth? And you say, there's basically two ideas of what truth is. There's basically two concepts of what truth is. Truth is either what God says it is, or truth is what man says it is. Now, if truth is what man says it is, then truth is determined by what? One's individual interpretation. I read something, I think something, I do something, and my idea is, okay, this is right or this is wrong, and then I determine truth for myself. Well, this is true, okay? That's what happens when man determines truth. But you see, with that idea, with that concept, guess what? Guess how many truths are in this building this morning? Yeah. Absolutely. As many people as we've got, that's how many truths... Because once the individual interprets truth for themselves and makes the determination, listen, that has no variance or no influence on anybody else, more than likely. Because that other person will say, well, you determine truth for yourself, but I'll determine truth for myself. That's called relativism. And the world is rife with this today. People determine truth for themselves. I determine truth for me, you determine truth for you. And the world is like, well, hey, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Let's all just get along. But you see, if truth is determined by God, then what? Listen, individual interpretation is determining truth over here. But over here, when God says, this is the way that it's done, and this is how I want you to do it, that's what? Given to us in his word. Now, notice what Christ said. I am the truth. I am the truth. Now, if you'll go back and see, okay, because truth of God is determined by us, how? Through his word, right? He's given us his word. We have to use his word to determine truth. There's no, nobody's getting any revelations today. Now, they'll tell you that on TVN, okay? They'll tell you they're getting revelations, all kind of stuff. God has revealed to me, no, he had not God's truth is right here in this word. God has revealed to us in his word, and this is the truth. Christ said, "I, I am the way, I am the truth. Later on in John chapter 17, when Christ is praying to his Father for his disciples and for those that will believe through them, he says, I pray for these, Father, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. Logos. The logos is truth. What did John 1 say? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Whoa, hold on a minute. All right, Christ says, I am the truth. I am the truth. And then later on, he says, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. So if the word is truth, if Christ is the truth, then guess what? Christ is the word. He is the logos. You see, when people take God's word and try to construe it, in other words, what they're saying is, Jesus Christ, you are a liar, step aside and I'll determine things for myself. I determine what's true and what's not. Well, dangerous ground! just Because you see, God has said there is what? One truth. And that truth is his son. Christ said, I am the truth. And so if God's word determines what truth is, then guess how many truths there are? One. There is one. There is only one. And you see, this is why we're where we're at today. This right here. This is why we're where we're at today. Or we're in church listening to the words of God? No, why we're in the shape in the world that we're in. Because of this right here. Well, not let anybody tell you any different. This is why there are wars and rumors of wars. This is why people hate and kill one another. This is why people are strung out on drugs. This is why people, uh, listen, lie, cheat, and steal. It's because Satan is so, so much hating what God has offered to his people to his children. He hates them so much for the fact that they can freely believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be saved from their sins. He hates them so much that he has set out to destroy us. And how does he do that? How does he destroy the crowned possession of God? Well, he don't just come in and announce himself. Hey, Satan's in the house. Let's do things the wrong way. No, he don't. He comes in. He sits down here by Brother Archie. He's probably got on a nicer tie than I do. He sits down over there and says, "Amen, brother." And then he turns over to Archie and whispers, "Like, you reckon that's what true what he's saying? I think it could be this way." Just, just a little bit. Let's just deviate from the truth a little bit. That's what Satan does. Let's deviate just a little bit from the truth. It's not, it's not that bad, okay? I know that the Bible says that we should do things this way, but if we just kind of do them like this, it's still kind of like that, but, you know, it's a little bit different. The world will be more accepting of us. guess what? We keep doing that, don't we? All right, let's change this. Let's change that. Let's keep changing. Let's do this. Hey, we got to reach the world, don't we? We got to tell the world about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we keep changing and we keep changing. And guess what? We wind up over here where it's us determining truth. And we say, well, this is what God's word really means. Oh, really? Oh, Really? God's word really means that? No, God's word means what God said it means. And Christ said, I am the truth. And you see, church, when we stand on the truth of God's word, Christ talks about this. Paul talks about this. He said, count yourself uh, worthy, He said, count it all joy when you what, suffer persecution on my count. And you know what, church? We've been doing pretty good in America, haven't we? I mean, we've, we haven't suffered persecution, have we? We had not really had to go through a whole lot. I mean, we might have got, you know, some uh, bad words and stuff like that thrown at us, but persecution, no. What's going on? Because since the church was formed 2,000 years ago after the ascension of our Lord and Savior and the the, work of his disciples to go out every since that time, every church that has ever sought to hold on to the authority of this has been persecuted. They've been persecuted. So what's going on with the church in America today? Oh, we don't want to talk about that, do we? No, let's don't talk about that, Joy. Let's, let's talk about a different subject. Let's don't get on to that because, uh, my aunts and my brothers and sisters of this denomination. And, you know, we all get together. We don't see eye to eye, but, you know, we try to get along. We try to just, uh, exist with one another. But you see, if we as a child of God are not standing on the truth and the authority of God's word, we're compromising the message of the gospel. To the lost world. To the lost. That's what we're doing. That's why Jesus said, I am the truth. Because you see, when we get over in this area over here, I have to meet with Archie, and we have to say, well, uh, my truth is different from yours. Let's figure out whose truth is right. Where are we going to (laughs) wind up? Me and you both will be out there, won't we? Me and you both will be out there. I ain't going back to that place I'm not going, I'm not, no, uh-uh. but you see over here, guess what? There is no question. This is it. This is the truth. And you see, child of God, this is what Christ taught us. He said later on after the scripture that we read, if you love me, what? You'll keep my commandments. You'll keep my commandments. Truth. When Christ said, I am. The Greek, ego, e-me. Ego, e-me. Guess what? Ego means what? We know what ego means, don't we? We've all, we we studied that in high school. Uh, That crazy psychology stuff. We know what ego means. It means I. I. Well, that cat's got a big ego. We know what that means, don't we? I, I, I. Me, me, me. And you see, when you look into what the the language is saying and what Christ is saying, then you begin to understand how evil a sin pride is and why pride is the foundation of all sins. Christ said, ego e me, the truth. I am the truth. Ego means I, e me means to be, to exist. Christ says, I am. Exist and I am the truth, and you see, the world deals with that, don't they? Well, does God really exist? How can we know that God exists? There's no way to know that God exists, you cannot prove the Bible. Excuse me, oh, oh, yeah, there's enough prophecy in here to prove the Bible about a thousand million times over. You can prove the Bible. I know that God exists. I know that he does. That's why I live the way that I do. That's why I choose to believe the way that, because I know that he exists. Because I know that all this foolishness going on in the world, that all these cats running around with PhDs and doctorates and all, all such as that, saying that we evolved from some kind of slime billions and billions of years ago, I got enough common sense to know there's no way that could have happened. That they're selling me a bill of goods for some reason or another. And it's because they live over here where they determine truth. Because guess what? When I determine truth, I mean it's the old kingmaker thing. What is the old saying? The one-eyed man is the king in the land of the blind. What does that mean? What? You see, if we determine truth over here, then you got these charismatic guys out here. They kid. They got the nice suits. How you doing, brother? Yes, it's going to be okay. It's going to be alright. You just listen to me, I'll take care of you and everything's going to be fine. Now, if you want to write a check for your tithes and offerings and send them in ministry, you just go right ahead. We'll take care of that. Yeah, you see where we're going? If, if this guy over here determines truth, he can get you to pay for it. He can sell you his own version of it. I wrote this new book. you got to have this book to understand. Now, oh, the Bible's still important, but you got to have my book to understand what the Bible really says fourteen ninety nine, I'll give you that book. I'll give you that book, and I'll throw in what? I ain't got my handkerchief with me, or right, I'd throw that into it. You see, if if we living over here, you know, we determine that for ourselves. Uh, you see what man will do with that, don't you? But guess what? This right here. You want me to show you the funniest page in the Bible? The funniest page in the Bible. Is right here at the very beginning. Now, if you've got a, a different version from the King James, it'll it'll say something different. But they're all in there. It tells you right here. Yes, copyright. The copyright of this edition belongs to So and So Incorporated. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, the King James will say the the copyright is in the public domain, except if you're over in Britain. Guess what? It's vested in the Crown. The Crown owns the copyright. If you got the NIV, if you got the New King James, or any of these new modern translations, you'll look in there and it says copyright. 1976, if you want to quote more than 10 verses of this version, you need to write us and call us, and we'll give you permission to do that. You're going to give me permission to quote the word of God? You know what I got to say about that? Well, I'm in the pulpit right there. (laughs) Exodus chapter 3. This is why this is so important. It says, and Moses said unto God, Catch that now. Moses said to God, this is the Old Testament. What are you thinking about? Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said, whoa, Stop right there. And God said, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me. Unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, this is verse 15, and God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel. Catch this now. The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. And the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Ooh. Now, when we read that, we see this word, Hayah. Ha'ya is Hebrew. It simply means what? To exist. This is God saying, once again, God speaking to Moses, I am, I exist, I am here. I'm speaking to you the truth. I exist. Now, let's jump back to John chapter 8. Remember I told you about John chapter 8? Man, it gets good at the end. You, the, the soap operas ain't got nothing on John chapter 8, let me tell you. You want intrigue, you want spiciness, uh, you want uh, all these fireworks, you got it right here. Remember I told you the Jews have already come out and slammed Jesus. You're nothing but an illegitimate son. We were not born of fornication, you were. You see, this is the kind of life that Christ had to deal with. You see, we think about Jesus. Oh, Jesus went around healing everybody and healing the blind and, you know, teaching with the disciples. No, everywhere he went, all the synagogues, all the towns, he had people doing what? Talking about it. Yeah, I know that boy's mama. That ain't his real daddy. Uh, -uh, That ain't his real daddy. He thinks he's a priest. He thinks he's a prophet. I know who his daddy was. Uh Uh-uh, no. This is what Christ was dealing with. So listen, guys, if there's anything uh, in your life that you think, well, I just can't deal with this, oh, don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. Look what Jesus did. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 57. Remember, the Jews have attacked him, and he's claimed, uh, you know, they've been saying, we're children of Abraham. We're We're the children of Abraham, and, you know, who do you think you are? And, you know, Jesus was telling them, uh, will Abraham long to see my day? Long to see me. And this is what he said, verse 57. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Woo! Oh, that was cute, Jesus. No. You need to read the verses after this and you'll find out that they picked up stones to kill him because they knew exactly what he had just said. People will tell you, oh, Jesus was a good teacher, but he never claimed to be God. You better go back and read the Bible. You better read the Bible because this is exactly what Jesus was saying. Before Abraham was, Ego, I me. I am. I exist. I was the one speaking to Moses from the burning bush. I was the one back there leading the battle into Jericho when the walls came tumbling down. Jesus Christ was proclaiming his godhood. And when he says to Thomas, I am the way, I am the truth. Don't miss, don't miss what Holy Spirit is doing with the language here. There's, I think, seven different times, imagine that, seven different times in the New Testament where Christ mentions that very, or says that very name, I am, and this was one of them. He said to the Jews, before Abraham was, I am. Now, listen, church. We live in a world. You're not going to go out there today You're not going to go out these doors, and you're not going to hit the sidewalk. You're not going to meet up with your friends and your family and say, listen, guys, Jesus is the truth. We're going to have to start, you know, we're going to have to tighten up. We're going to have to do things a little bit different. The world's not going to buy that stuff today. I mean, that's just the way that it is. There's not going to be some great revival where America turns back to God and we become the Christian nation that we once were. No, uh, truth be known, we probably never were a Christian nation. (coughs) We had a minority here that uh, worshiped God, and God, we were blessed for that. But listen, you want to talk about a people that truly upholds the authority of God's word. Listen, there's probably never been a nation that really has embraced this. And held on to this. Because when you do, guess what? You've talked about. When you do, you're persecuted. When, you're too, uh, when you do, you're ridiculed. When you hold to the authority of God's word. Sounds bleak, don't it? <laughs> but guess what? Guess what? Well, it's just like Jesus told Thomas. I am. I am, ego, I me, the truth. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm coming to get you, to take you back, to receive you to me. And you see, church, this is where we're at today. Today. Our friends, our families, our communities, the things that we live in. You know, I've been thinking a lot about that. Uh, the things you know we've been doing in here. The, we've been talking a lot about the history of the church, and I thought about you know what it was like when this church was first built uh, back in uh, the '30s, as they got together, and you know how excited they must have been, and you know things were uh, you know going on. They were building uh, built a mill, and you know houses were going up everywhere, and it, you know it probably seemed like a grand old time know that it was and down through the years there's been so much that has gone on so many great members uh, coming through here uh, being here and as there still are today Uh, but from that time the when we first began to where we're at today how different is the world that we live in how different is the community around us how different things are but there's one thing that has not changed that's this. That's this. Because if we, if we fail to stand on this, guess what? That's when we lose our footing. Done. That's when we lose our ground. But we as a child of God, we as believers in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, listen, when we stand on the authority of God's word, we can rest assured he is going to bless our lives. He said, I am. The truth. Don't ever let Satan deceive you today. He's trying. He's trying to get us to walk over here where mankind determines truth for themselves. There's, I mean, every everybody, I'm, and I know, because I've got, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just be truthfully honest with you. I'll be truthfully honest with you. I have a sister, my very own sister, whom I love with all my heart, with all my life. She don't see things the way that I see them. She don't understand things the way that I understand, and, and I can't and it just it breaks my heart. but she don't understand or believe truth the way that I believe it, that God determines it. She thinks truth is determined by each and every one of us. So I know we've all got people in our family, whatever it is they're struggling with. I know that there are many different people today from all walks of life who struggle with all kind of different, what the Bible calls sins. And we get in trouble today for calling them that when we call them sins. Oh, that's not a sin. That's alternative lifestyle. Well, the Word of God says it is an abomination before God. And you see, when we when we say that, guess what? We're, we're ostracized. We're talked about. We're cast as bigoted and narrow-minded because we all have different truths. But we don't. There's only one truth. And you see, if you love somebody, you're not just going to stand here and watch them fall off into hell. You're going to try to go and rescue. You're going to try and tell them this is the truth. This is the ark. This is the foundation. That's crumbling around you. Get off of that and come over here. And the whole time they're standing there telling them, telling you, you're narrow minded. You're a bigot. Get away. We don't need your kind around here. It's okay, it's going to happen. People will talk about us. People will make fun of us. People will ridicule us. But Paul says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Because Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. That's the hardest thing for a Christian to wrap their mind around today. Because we keep going day after day after day. And the day every day comes just like it was before. And it gets harder and farther and farther away from that time when he ascended over there in Jerusalem. And it gets farther and farther away. It gets easier and easier. Did you know most churches, most Protestant churches in our land today do not believe in the actual rapture of the church? They don't believe in the millennial kingdom. They believe all that's allegorized. Oh, his kingdom is in our hearts. And when we get the world in a better shape, Jesus will be able to come back then. Oh, my goodness. No. Because, you see, we get further and further away from when Christ said, I am the truth. And the further away we get, Satan's like, hey, man, that was old-timey stuff. You don't want to be, you don't want to get caught up in that stuff. That's old-timey. This is new and improved today. Yeah, new and improved. I'll come in here next week with Bermudas and flip-flops and a, a, you know, a Destin t-shirt on and my straw hat and a, a stool over here, and, you know, we'll we'll do things the new and improved way. And we'll talk about, you know, your <laughs> feelings and stuff like that. Well, I, Archie, I'll, I'll help you work through some of your issues. <laughs> me and you will be here a while, won't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, me and him both. We've both got issues. No, but we see we've got to stand on the authority of God's Word. Church, Because if we ever move off of that, guess what? We're on sinking sand. This is the invitation today. If you're here today, never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is the day that God has given you to be able to believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul said this is the gospel, that you believe that Christ died for your sins according to the Scriptures goes back to the scriptures then that he was buried and that he was raised according to the scriptures not you got to cry this many tears you got to pray this prayer no you got to believe you believe and when you believe in repentance because you see that's what repentance is repentance is turning around and going the other way. When I repent of doing this, I turn around and go this way. That's repentance. So you don't get, don't get caught up in all this emotional or experiential stuff. You ain't got to have a certain experience. You ain't got to have a certain type of emotion. You've got to be repentant, which means you should be sorrowful, but it means you turn from your sins. You turn from the way that you were walking, which is your own way, And you start going his way. If that's what you need to do today, listen, you can do that right there in your seat. Listen, this is, uh, after the service is over with, I'll put this thing out there on the internet. Did you know people listening out there can do the very same thing? They can get saved where they're at. All you have to do is believe that the word of the living God is the truth, that it speaks the truth of his son. Believe that, repent, turn around, get going the way Jesus said to go. That's salvation. That's salvation. You're justified. And see, then you'll start the process of sanctification. Sanctify. You won't get through with that until you get what? To glorification. That's when we get out of here. That's what I'm looking for. But listen, if that's you today, you need to take care of that. Let's do that before this is over with. these altars are open, so if there's something in your life that you want to take care of, something you need to pray about, hey, there's folks here that'll meet you and pray with you. Let's come, and let's take care of that. While Brother Mel comes with a verse of a song, whatever it is, whatever the need that you have in your life today,